so welcome to this edition episode of Event World Chat. It's myself and Mark again this morning. How are you doing, Mark? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Sun's shining again. Which is I good. can't argue with that. It's great, isn't it? You can't, no. And, and quite fitting for our chat, we're going to be talking about increasing happiness today, aren't we? Have a little we are, yeah. Yeah. So, topic. It is a great topic. Good topic. We've got the same topic for event world chat that we're doing this week as well, and I think it's quite fitting for for the moment and the times that we're in as well, isn't it? This whole thing about increasing happiness. Because uh, yeah. we, we touched on it a little bit last week, didn't we? In the last episode of of Cast, when we, yeah. we at the end we touched a little bit on happiness, yeah. and I think for. For me, one of the, the most important things is happiness. I have a little, I have a little quote on my desk that I kind of look at, and it kind of says, "Happiness is not a destination; it's a way of life." And I think that's a, a great quote because for me, one of the things that I hear a lot from people is, "Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll be happy once I've achieved this. I'll be happy once I've done that. You know, when I've I've got the house and the car and the money in the account, and I'm a director of this, or I've got my own business and." Where it's a bit like, no, you just be happy now. Okay. Well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, people, I love it when I hear people say happiness is a hot topic right now. It's the topic, isn't it, really? It's, yeah. not, it's not a hot topic. It's the, the topic. That is what we should be concerned with all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for me, the, one of the biggest inspirations in my life is my mum and my dad for different reasons. Um, but their ability to be content is unparalleled. Yet also they're very successful people. Like they've managed to find this balance between overachieving in the things that they set their mind to, but also just being able to stop and, and appreciate the things they've got. So that, you know, it's, and, and that, the reason I value that so much is because I think it's, it's a really difficult balance to find between achieving the things you want and putting yourself out of your comfort zone and going after things and being motivated all the time and letting yourself be stressed because it takes stress to achieve anything. Um, But also when the time comes, being able to just stop and appreciate the things that are going on around you and be grateful for the fact that you're, you know, you get to live a life. Um, And I think it's something everyone struggles with. It's a really hard balance to, to find, even if you're aware of it, um, which some people aren't. You know? yeah. Some people never really thought about it. Um, but even when you're aware of it, if you're like, you know, you're conscious of the fact that it's not all about success, it's not all about the material things that you can accumulate. It's about how you experience your time in whatever environment you're in. Yeah, and I think that's one of the big one of the biggest the biggest things that we're learning at the moment, isn't it? Particularly in lockdown and the fact that, you know, we, we can't get to spend that time with our, our friends and our family, you know, they, those, I, I, for one, you know, I'm really miss, I'm really missing my catch up with one of my mum friends mm. every Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. And it was only like 45 minutes kind of stuff. It was only a quick catch up, but you know, I've really come to appreciate and value those 45 minutes. Cause we'd, we'd have, me and my little one would have a swimming lesson before she's with her little one and then we'd, we'd have this 45 minutes gap on the Tuesday afternoon where we would meet up and then at quarter to four she'd have to she'd have to run off 
and go and pick up a little boy from school, you know, and it, it's, I'm, I'm really missing that time. And it's, I suppose this period has made me realize how happy those little catch ups made me feel without even realizing it. But also as well, kind of not being able to see your family and meet up with people in the same way. It kind of makes you kind of appreciate how important those moments are and the impact that they do have exactly what you've just said the impact they have on your happiness without you even realizing it it's that age old saying isn't it you don't realize what you've got till it's gone yeah that's true and i the other thing is i i think we i think we we struggle to define what happiness is a lot of the time mm. for me i you know i say this to people all the time i I try and be a consistent seven out of 10. And it sounds a bit boring when you put it like that, but happiness isn't, it's not fast paced. It's not like exciting. It's not, you know, pleasurable necessarily. The pleasure and happiness are two different things. It's being content in your own space, not feeling as though, feeling as though you just got everything you need there and then. You don't need to go and look in and searching for anything new. You just, you're just in a space and you feel content and it feels like a seven out of 10 to me. It feels consistent. It feels manageable. Um, and I try and hover around that, that seven out of 10 mark on a daily basis. And, you know, sometimes it means I don't get overexcited and sometimes it means I don't overreact to a crisis, but you know, it's just that management of your emotions and feeling grateful for, you know, the things that you have. But yeah, uh, I think sometimes we miss, we sorry we we get confused between the different the two things pleasure and happiness which are yeah different yeah that's that's a brilliant shout I like that seven out of ten I'm I'm the same I kind of I'm, I'm putting into I, I give myself a little bit higher so I'm a, if I'm eight out of ten I'm, I'm happy I never rate myself ten out of ten per day I'm too I'm too cynical in that way. I'd, um, one of these people said there's always room for improvement so I would never give anything I don't give anything a 10 out of 10 unless it's really 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 good um, but that's the thing isn't it it's what happiness is and happiness is that that just feeling content you don't necessarily have to be glowing and really cheesy smiles and stuff every day it's just where you feel rested and calm and content and that you're in a good space and you know today's a good day kind of stuff that that for me is what kind of mm. happiness is you don't have to be swinging off chandeliers and <laughs> it's not that you can't have a 10 out of 10 like i mean i, I sit like imagine like a, a really nice bmw and you're driving around in a really nice bmw to me that's a 7 out of 10 nice car like you, you know you can yeah. enjoy it but every now and again you might want to go and do a track day in a Ferrari and that's going to be that's going to be a 10 like you're going to love it but it's not necessarily sustainable you don't want to drive around London in a Ferrari all the time I mean some some people do to me it's not it's, it's unsustainable um and I just like to manage my emotions a little bit better than that um and that's not to judge anyone else it's just my my personal experience but yeah yeah, but for me as well, it's kind of, I suppose it's, when you talk about that kind of 10 out of 10, for me, it's, it's happiness is not putting pressure on yourself. Mm. Happiness is just allowing yourself to be. So I suppose it brings it back to, you know, that it's not a destination, it's a way of life. So no, you just allow yourself to be content 
natural in your own space i suppose my mindfulness teaches you a lot about this doesn't it that, that paying attention being present in the moment can it, you know when, when you go out for walks pay attention to the world and life around you I, I talk about this a lot kind of in terms of my if you want to know what mindfulness is um then watch children play just watch them play they have mm. mindfulness down to a t <laughs> stuff the way that they notice things and then my little girl's got a thing about dandelion clocks at the moment and that for me is it's it's a weed at the end of the day isn't it but that's our cynical adult head coming on it's like ooh, don't pick that it's a weed it's but the sheer joy she gets out of that five minutes of blowing a dandelion clock to see what time it is yeah. all those that the, and the look on their faces and, and it's just that for me that for me is mindfulness and that for me is happiness <coughs> sorry i have to cough and we we kind of we kind of push that out of ourselves, don't we? When we get to adulthood, we, we kind of lose that joy and happiness of just just being and noticing and play as well. Yeah, yeah. have good play and, and joint planning our joy, all that kind of stuff is is for us and for for planning our happiness, and making sure that that's good. We're great, aren't we? At scheduling for work and planning personal development and studies and the next job that we're going to go for and all that we're, we're kind of good at planning professional development but mm. we're not so good i love it michelle obama says it plan your joy so making sure you've you've got things planned and in your diary that are just about you and things that you love and things that you're passionate about and things that particularly i would say for creative people like events events people we're all creative and when you're creative that makes you a pretty passionate individual mm. you know, if you put your heart and soul into everything you do when you're creative um, so you kind of need when you when you work in that way where you're putting your heart and soul you need something outside of work that you can put your heart and soul into that really is about you and is about you finding a love and a passion mm. outside of work um, and I think that's really that's really important for as we age and as we get older so as well I remember when you've got a lot of passionate people who throw their, their life into work as soon as they retire they kind of you hear don't you with people kind of passing away and stuff because they've lost their purpose so yeah so, <coughs> one of the I think it's the leading risk factor for mortality is all cause mortality is retirement and like you like you quite rightly said is people lose their purpose and they don't realise how important their purpose is. Mm. For a lot of people, their purpose has been their career or, you know, their work for many, many years. And that's the thing that got them out of bed in the morning and made them apply themselves to the day. And when you take that away and you don't apply yourself to something new, you, you know, your body kind of slowly shuts down and gives up. Um, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, and like you were talking about kids and their uh, their ability to be mindful. And I think it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Like responsibility in many ways is a distraction. It's necessary. You know, we have to have a career and we have to earn money. And we Maybe we've got kids that obviously we have to look after and we've got all these things that as adults we have to think about. Um, and they're distracting us from the few things that really we need in order to be happy, you know, and kids, 
kids notice the details. They don't have to think about all of that stuff. So they like they know they pick up blades of grass and look at the striations and they like all that. So when was the last time you picked, looked at a piece of grass? Like I'm not saying we all need to go. We should all go outside and start looking at leaves. It's not, but we miss so many details in our environment now because we're so distracted with all this, the daily stresses. And really, we did, those daily stresses are only necessary so that we can have enough money to then create whatever makes us happy. And I don't know if we spend enough time thinking about what actually that is. Like, what, yeah. what do you like? What do you enjoy? Well, how would you spend your time tomorrow if money was no longer something you had to worry about? Yeah, but we all have, nat we all have natural abilities. All of us, believe it, every single one of us has got a, a natural ability of some kind. And intelligence takes on many, many, many forms. So there was a great talk with Richard John last year, uh, beginning of last year that, that I held and he was talking about the different forms of intelligence and how what we deem to be intelligence is very different because it's intelligence of nature, there's intelligence of music. So I play music, but there's a certain form of intelligence. Mozart was supposed to have it, for example, the, the ability to be able to hear a note and recite it perfectly recite a piece of music without having the sheet music and you just by listening to it be able to immediately play it back on the musical instrument there's, there's, that's a form of intelligence so biophilia is our love of nature but there's a there's a biophilia form of intelligence for nature where um there's certain human beings are able to go out in nature and, and say exactly what different plants and stuff are without really much thought process behind it we all have the we all have our own form of intelligence and things that we have these natural abilities for it's finding them some people are better at finding out what their natural gifts are if again it takes it back to, to children if you watch children playing and in those very very early formative years their natural abilities are there you can see them so the, my my little one loves singing and performing and doing all of that so she's she loves music dancing anything so that she's got she's already got a very creative element to her and she loves role play and apparently that is a massive sign that she's got that creative ability to her so a creative mm. natural ability to her so what we should then do is kind of promote those natural abilities in children so that they they have their natural passion all the way through but that sometimes like we have a tendency to kind of take that out of children and go down the academia kind of route kind of step um but it's the same for for adults you know their natural ability is a natural ability you just need to spend the time to figure out what that is and you can do it that very easily just write down a list of the things that you enjoy doing you know, mm. spend some time to make that list and then start doing some activities around what those natural loves and stuff are I mean, we all we all have them it's just, it's giving ourselves the time, wasn't it? We were talking about this last week and you were talking about that, that trip. You gave the analogy of that road to Vegas kind of stuff and everybody has Vegas in sight, but actually the scenery around you while you're on that journey is beautiful and yeah. stunning, but nobody's looking at the scenery around them. They're just looking at Vegas, just need to get to Vegas. And that, I thought when he said that last week, I thought that was such an amazingly brilliant analogy of how a lot of people spend their lives. Yeah, and but that's fine. That's also like, it's. I don't want it to come across like I'm criticising um, 
No, no, no. The idea of a goal either, because that's like we have to have a goal. Yes, like, we do. We want to have a direction. Yeah. We don't want to hang all our hopes on that destination. No. You can enjoy the ride. Yeah. You know, and like it, it's a difficult balance to strike. It's not. I can sit here and talk about it. it. Doesn't mean I've got it. I've perfected it in my own life. I'm just aware of it, and I just think if we spent a little bit more of our brain power thinking, actually, we don't need to stress so much about that specific destination we've got in mind. Mm -hmm. We can enjoy what's going on while we're on our way there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, balancing that, that desire for achievement with, with actually being content on a daily basis. In this. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough one, but it's, for me, it's the key like that. Yeah. That's the thing I'm trying to work out every day. Um, <laughs> it's for me, it's slowing down. I think that's the biggest thing. You have those, those, you have those light bulb moments, don't you? You have them at, you have them when you turn 20, you have them when you turn 30, you have them when you turn 40. You're not done <laughs> this yet. It's not far until I turn 50. Um, but I think for me, when I turned 40, one of my, the biggest things for me was that uh, I kind of get it now. Mm. don't need to be in such a hurry just slow down and if there was anything that I could go back to my if we need to say that go back to your 18 year old self what would you say or your 21 year old self that the one thing I would go back to my 21 year old self and say is slow down yeah that you don't have to be in such a hurry and yeah and that it's not all about the destination kind of stuff it's about getting yourself there don't blink yourself too much because you might miss something in your sideline that actually is a, an amazing fantastic opportunity yeah i completely and agree i think i think that's amazing advice for a lot of people is to slow down i also think sometimes it's about speeding up and the reason why it's a balance is because here's another thought that i had last week while we were talking but we didn't talk about it there's a fine line between contentment and complacency and yeah. Contentment is like taking a, a minute to appreciate something that you've achieved. For me, it's like taking a minute to appreciate something that you feel you've done well, that you're proud of. Maybe it's an event, maybe it's a good day's work, a project that you've completed, something that you've done that you think, I'm really proud of that. And you take a minute and you appreciate it and you're content and you're happy with, with that mini achievement. But that can quite quickly cross over into complacency and not starting something new. And that, to me, when I get into that place, I start, I, I start getting feelings of depression. Not like, you know, I don't, I understand that now, so I don't let it carry on for too long. But if I go for too long without having a productive day or doing anything that feels worthwhile or committing to what I, what I feel my purpose is, I start to feel very negative. Yeah. And stopping yourself from going from contentment and appreciating the little things that you've done and, and being proud of your work to being complacent and not starting something new and not having another good day or not, you know, not starting a new project or not applying yourself to anything. There's a very fine line and it's, you know, you can slip between the two quite easily. So yeah, slowing down is important, but also speeding up is sometimes quite important as well and, and not yeah. let yourself become complacent. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Cause some people are naturally driven, aren't they? Um, so I'm one of these people, I am one of these people that has to slow down. Sometimes you have to get hold of the back of me and kind of go, whoa, 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 slow down a little bit, just stop. Yeah. 
Um, but there are some people that, you know, need to kind of need the motivation, don't they? Need to find stuff that will, will give them a little bit of a boost and a drive. I, I, I love, so I, I journal each day. And I love that, just taking a moment. It's one thing you've achieved, you've done really well today. So just reflect on your day, kind of say, one stuff, one thing you've done really well. And then gratitude, say, writing down those three things, two or three things each day that you, you're really, really grateful for. Mm. And at the moment, to be honest with you, it's really simple things like, you know, the sun's shining today. That's enough. I'm grateful for that. I've got a roof over my head. doesn't matter what kind of roof. I've just got a roof over my head. Yeah. there's food in the cupboard all all those kind of things and I'm, I'm grateful for my friends and all of that and but I find if I don't do that <clears throat> if I don't slow down to do that I, I end up the same way I end up quiet and it's it's part of kind of managing my bipolar and stuff as well but I, I find that I will start to feel quite low if I don't do that exercise regularly yeah. So I think for some people it's it's slow them down so that they've got time to do that reflection to find those little bits of gratitude and to get to spend slow down a little bit to give yourself a pat on the back and reward yourself um, and then for some people it's it's the other way it's a similar exercise that will motivate them and, and yeah. give them that drive and inspiration space to to go and do the next thing yeah I think it, it comes down to self-awareness really yeah no i'm not an expert in happiness i'm not sitting in no i don't think anyone is to anyone i think that there's such I've, a thing as a job of working out what i need and mm. how to manage my own and i can offer context to people but at the end of the day you you are the only person that can be an expert in your own happiness um and hopefully like some of the things we say like inspire or, you know, get some cogs turning and, and let people, you know, apply that thought process to their own lives and work some stuff out for themselves. But, you know, it's, this, this isn't, you know, advice necessarily. It's just yeah. hopefully inspiring conversation that people can, can apply to themselves. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing with anything to do with well-being and contentment and happiness and stuff. It's, it's, you've got to find your own thing, haven't you? Yeah. What, what I do won't, probably won't work for you. What you do probably won't work for me. There's little things that do. Um, but we're all, you know, we're all individual. And we're all taking it back to that, you know, what I was saying earlier. We've, we've all got our own natural abilities. You just need to tune into yourself. So, again, this is where the self-awareness comes in. You just mm. suppose it's, again, it's, that, it's taking time to get to know yourself. Because we spend a lot of time getting to know other people, don't we? But how much time do we actually spend on ourselves? Is that whole put your oxygen mask on first before anybody else's? Yeah. Um, you really get to, to know yourself and get to know your emotions and your moods and how they change and how your body sends you little signals, really kind of listening to yourself. Mm. So I suppose it's a, how many of us truly know ourselves? It's very, it's, it's very, and we change. Yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah, you do. You know, I'm I'm completely different in my forties to how I was in my twenties because you do change. Yeah. You know? And confidence comes with age as well and experience. Yeah. Not something that people naturally. Still, some people are more. Some people come across more confident than others. Let's say we could have we could have a whole. Perhaps next week we talk about confidence. 
Well, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm on next week, actually, but... <laughs> I don't think you are, no. Confidence comes from self-awareness. It, does. it comes from feeling as though you know yourself so well that you respect other people's opinions, but they don't, they don't matter. Like, in the grand scheme of things, you don't, you're not affected by other people's perception of you because they might be, they might be mistaken. And they yeah. don't have the context that you have about yourself. So if you've spent a lot of time building self-awareness and understanding yourself and you know you've got good intentions in everything you do, you're not trying to hurt anyone, and you're yeah. just trying to navigate life as best you can, then you're not worried about what other people think. And a lot of people, and a lot of, you know, insecurity comes from your perception of other people's opinion of you. Yeah. And, uh, and when you're so self-aware that you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, and you know you've got good intentions, other people's opinion of it just doesn't come into play. Mm. That doesn't mean you don't respect other people's opinion. It means it doesn't phase you. And you, it's not going to slow you down and stop you doing the things that, you know, you want to do on a day-to-day basis. And, I mean, that's, that's something that I, de- I developed in my sort of early 20s. And I was, very, I, was no, I was not a confident teenager, really. I was very insecure. I used to think I was confident, but I was quite angry and reactionary. Um, and uh, it didn't come, for me, it didn't come until I'd achieved some things until I'd like overcome some challenges and usually they were like, you know, sport related or physical performance related, but applying yourself to something and that's quite hard, that takes a lot of effort and, and you get a sense of achievement from it afterwards. That's the sort of stuff that builds self-esteem, builds self-awareness and teaches you about yourself, I think. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember what I was like as a teenager. I spent most of my time with a head in the book, to be honest with you. I was either playing the flute, head in the book, or listening, or I had my, my headphones on, listening to music. I was a bit of a geek, really, to be honest with you. <laughs> nice geek. I like geek. I like being a geek. I think being a geek's cool. You kind, of, kind of in your own thing. You're actually probably quite happy, to be honest with you, because you're kind of comfortable in your own skin. And then stuff happened in my, my kind of later teenage years and, and things went a little bit wrong, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm probably more content with myself now than I was in my 20s. And 20s for me, I found, I found my 20s quite difficult. I was a little, little bit like what you've explained there. So I was very, I was very angry and upset and stuff in my 20s. Yeah. But then the kind of, the, 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 both haven't we been in those situations kind of stuff, you know, I'd experienced a fair element of trauma in my late teens. So I suppose my, my anger um, and upset in my twenties was because of that. It was that kind of after shock of that experience. So I did start to calm down a little bit in my thirties, but I was, I was still quite, I still had that kind of thought in my head that you have to be, you have to be achieving things. You have to be driving for something kind of stuff. And it, it's, and then turning 40, that, that moment does come on. So for me, it was, it was my 40s when that moment came on, when I kind of thought to myself like, ah, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks about you. The only mm. thing that matters is how you think about yourself and how much you love yourself and the opinions you have yourself, that self-love. And I think in my 40s, that's what I've come to, mm. to recognise as being really important. 
But that's it. That's the key. What you just said there is the key. It's like you, you have to be achieving something all the time. Yeah, within the context of knowing that that's what you need as a, as a person to feel happiness. Like why a lot of people get wrapped up in feeling like they need to overachieve because other people are watching. Yeah. yeah. And they feel like that's the, the opinion that everyone's got of them is that they're this overachiever and they do these amazing things all the time. And it's an extrinsic, it's extrinsic motivation. It's motivation based on other people's opinions, not based on, I need to achieve something. Because... Sorry, that was my phone. I need to achieve something because it's going to make me happy at the end of it. And yeah. I have this inbuilt need to be proud of myself and be proud of my own achievements. Yeah, yeah. The difference, one's like, there's a difference between extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation. And, you know, we both got a bit of both, but the most important is your opinion of yourself and your performance. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Self-love, people. Self-love. That's what's most important. Got to learn to love yourself before you can learn to love anybody or anything else. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's, that's it. We come to the end again. Have cool. a great chat, Mark Mayer. Really Sorry. enjoyed that. Yeah, it's really good. So thanks to everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Cool. Cheers, Helen. See you soon.